Can you hear me? I hear you. Awesome. So welcome to the Wolfpack Podcast, man. How you doing today? I'm good, bro. Just uh, chilling. Just got off work. I feel it. Um, have you been watching some preseason basketball? Um, honestly, I probably watched maybe like half of one game and then the one game that we saw together. Mm-hmm. The Brooklyn Nets versus, uh, I believe, the Wizards. I've, I've watched the two Warriors games. I tried watching a few other games. I tried watching the Bulls versus the... No, the Knicks versus the Cavaliers. And, yeah. um... I don't know, man. These other teams are just... Uh, they're not living up to the hype. You know, we see a lot of talent, but the amount of idiocy and bad decision-making in basketball is just ridiculous. That was the nicest way to say trash. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a lot of um, there's a lot of just pulling up for three at random moments, and like there's no flow in the offense. There's no running actual plays. It's just a lot of just do whatever the heck you're doing. There's the coaching staff. I don't know why coaches get praised when these players don't do anything. Uh, that shows off their IQ. You know, these coaches get all the praise. Like, I feel like with uh, Billy Donovan when he was coaching, or Scott Brooks when he was coaching the Thunder, and he had KD and Westbrook and Harden in them, they weren't really running sets. It was kind of just, you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. But for some reason, he got praised for it. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, um, what's up, man? How you doing today, man? Um, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Uh, back to that thing, bro. Um, if you want me to put my input on it, I think that since Golden State really expanded the game uh, through the three-point line, mm-hmm. what, they, what these coaches don't understand, or just players in general that they don't understand, is these are plays that were meant for them. Mm-hmm. You get me? Definitely. So if Steph Curry does a pick and roll and a pop for three out of nowhere, that's their game. That's what their plays are with Steve Kerr. That's the plays they run every day in practice mm-hmm. you know like they don't understand that Clay Thompson dribb- how many times he dribbled that game what like 10 8 three. times 3 dribbles 3 dribbles and dropped what 36 something like that no, some crazy number yo he oh 60 it was the full game right it was the 3 quarters yeah yeah they don't understand that that's what they play every single day in practice they don't understand that that's just the way they run their plays and now everybody wants to do that. Yeah. It's and it great. sucks because you have a Tiago Splinter trying to shoot a three now. You know oh. what I mean? It doesn't. It's not. No. That's not how that works. Yeah, and it, it sucks because it's like Clay Thompson dropping that 60 was crazy. Not because of him dropping 60, but for actual basketball minds that understand, if the Warriors focused on any one player, and they ran plays for one player, that's exactly what it would look like. And that's literally him dropping 60 within the flow of an offense. That's not him going ISO. That's not him taking bad shots. That's literally him dropping 60 in the flow of an offense and still the rest of the team being able to ball out and do their thing as well. Yeah. I definitely agree with that, man. But um, who who do you who do you like from uh, the highlights and whatever you've seen? Who do you like so far? Who's who's your favorite for the season? Um, what do you mean favorite for the season? Like just the preseason? Who I liked in the preseason, or was like what do you mean? Like who do you think is gonna be the best team in the regular season right now? Um, oof. Okay, I would say um. On paper, and just because they won the championship, I would say the Lakers would be the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, I had second the Clippers. Nah, bro, Brooklyn looks crazy. Yeah. That game that we watched, Kyrie just going off out of nowhere. I yeah. forgot what Kyrie, who Kyrie is, you get me? Yeah. I forget the amount of, like, just the craziness of how this man could do two points in one quarter and then drop 18. Like, yeah. it's nothing. 
and then you add that with another person that smoothly averages 25 a game. Yeah. Like him on a bad KD on a bad game, bro. That's like twenty. <laughs> like it's insane. I really like Brooklyn's chances. I definitely feel like they can compete with the Lakers this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't win a championship in two, three years, bro. It, it was a bust. No lie. Yeah. Because they, bro, they're stacked. They're legit stacked from the bench to the starting lineup. It's insane. I agree. Um, I feel like the Clippers fell to like number three or four, bro. Um, the Lakers third stringers were over there dropping twenty plus on the ass. So Yeah. Yeah, bro. Honestly the Clippers I think it's a bust. They just signed Paul George on a max deal of straight stupidity. Like this man is supposed to be you get me? Yeah. Supposed to be one of like top ten players in the NBA, and he's over here hitting backboard, side of the backboard in a playoff game. Like, and then you're gonna sign up for how much? Like 190 something? Oh yeah, something like that. I don't know the exact yeah. number myself, but yeah. Yeah, like stupidity. I really feel like it's really the Lakers versus Brooklyn this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Clippers are just gonna underachieve as always. Like Clippers always been known to underachieve. Facts. Remember with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and them? Nah. You have to achieve every time. Um, that's pretty much it, bro. I really, honestly, finals right now, Lakers versus Brooklyn. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me why the 76ers are going to win the finals, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going up with the 76ers um, or the Bucks, man. I don't know if they actually want to... Uh, achieve a, a ring this year or if they're kind of just going with the flow this season and, and just trying to get through the motions uh, I know I know Ben Simmons needs to get out of Philadelphia or or actually I prefer Embiid out of Philadelphia and um, you give Embiid like a good team if you put Embiid on the Miami Heat bro oh my goodness oh my goodness I think it will really that dog will really brush off Embiid I think that's what he needs bro Yes, because he, he really went out and B's getting treated like James Harden. Yeah. He's a star player that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah. Because he has, the, like, the internal work ethic, but he just needs the right situation for him. And yeah. playing with somebody as as uh, laid back as Ben Simmons um, and, and playing in a in a just a hostile environment that Philadelphia is where they boo you for everything. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's like... He's putting his all out there, and it's like he's the only one that's doing so. You know, they. I, I think if you put him in a Miami, he's not going to be shooting as many threes as he does right now because he'll, uh-huh. he'll, he'll look at himself and be like, you know what, now I can show I'm big man. You know, I, I said um, I had a lot of Hakeem comparisons, and I'm going to show exactly um, what I can do with, the, with my footwork with my post moves, my up and under, dream shake, hooks, fadeaways, all of that, I'm going I'm to show that I can do that now instead of just settling for three-pointers so much. Yeah, I feel like on top of that, bro, it's really like the staff as well, you know? Yeah. You know, like people don't understand the amount of input the staff puts in within the players. Yeah. Like, like I said, like MB right now is on the 76ers, like he can do whatever he wants, um, you know? And that's, I think that's the problem. I feel like if he goes to Miami Heat, you're telling me Pat Riley won't make this man work? Yeah. That man is notorious, notorious in the NBA to put players and snap them into shape. Yeah, facts. And that's what he needs. He he has, he, he doesn't, no, actually no, he lost the confidence he had. Remember when it was just trust the process? That man had all the confidence. He was coming in, monster games, 40 pieces. Nasty 30 pieces with like 15, 20 rebounds. You get yeah. me? You're telling me if you put that man on the heat, he's not going to just excel with the dogs that they got of that with Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Um, Pat Riley. Eric Spolster don't play either. He was never known for playing around. Bro, you put him with um, You let Bam finally play the power forward instead of playing center. And you put him beat at center. It's going to be crazy, bro. Bro, that is a, that is a, a, a wall. Yeah. 
Because the thing is, Bam is not a center. Like you've told me many times, Bam is not a center. You that man at power forward, he is demolishing them boys. Power yes, forward. Man. He is he's insane. He's not like a guy that's gonna drop twenty five, you get me? Nah. Like he's a dog. He'll drop fifteen and it's gonna be a tough fifteen on that power forward, whoever started. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's not even talk about the rebounds. He crap. He he. What, how tall is he? Like six nine. Yeah. Six nine, and he's easily grabbing fifteen boards. And then if you put Embiid, that would be yeah. His boards will go down, but you know, jumping up for a board on these seven footers, you lose energy. So then he can put that effort into defense and maybe even offense, bro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like it, bro. And B to to the Miami would be crazy. I think right now, uh, he's just wasting his talent in seventy in, at the Seventy Sixers. I think. Um, <sighs> I think these players are scared to make that trade request. I actually scared to make that trade demand. Um, they're scared to make that trade demand. I think that uh. A lot of players are, are are scared of what people will say about them. And yeah. it kills so many of the career moves they could be making because they're so scared of what people might say about them. And it's like, come on now, guys. Either you're going to uh, hold the front office accountable for the lack of success that you guys are having, or you're going to get the heck out of there and make your situation worthwhile. Yeah, man, and there's many, there's many people you can put out there that left their team yeah. and just became, like, insane stars, like LeBron from Cleveland to Miami. Yes, um, yes. I know Green won a championship with the Bucks, but he went to the Lakers and killed them. Yes. Um, Shaq to the Lakers when he left um, Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Bro, the list goes on, you get me? Yeah. Jason Kidd goes to the, to, to, with Dirk Nowitzki to the Mavericks. Bro, even looking at players like David Lee and Andrew Bogut, who went from their teams over to um, the Warriors. You look at Iguodala, who went over to the Warriors. You look at um, Moses Malone back in the day when he went from the Rockets and he won over there and came over to the I'm not sure if he won, actually. But I know he went from the Rockets to play with Dr. J on the Sixers. Um, you look at uh, Dennis Rodman. Who, who after the Pistons, he bounced around a little bit, then came over to the to the Bulls. You know, you look at um, Clyde Drexler, who didn't win in Portland, played with Hakeem, and they uh, they won their rings, you know? Yeah. But it's all about just making that situation right for you. You just got to say, hey, listen, at the end of the day, you're going to tell, at the end of the day, you're going to tell me that even though I lost um, in Philadelphia, that you're gonna tell me, oh, you know, I'm good. But then the first time somebody wins, you're gonna say, oh, forget about this guy. Uh, uh, forget about me. Let's go look at this guy now. Let's look at how he's so much better than me because he was able to win, you know? But um, you said uh, you said Bam being 6'9 and jumping over people and that, you know, maybe segue to what we were talking about earlier and um, how I told you uh, my dad uh, told me about his exploits in the athletic divisions of Floridian basketball. Mm. Um, my dad, my mom was a uh, was a track star, and my dad was my dad played baseball, football, uh, basketball, bowling, and he ran track. And. Tell me what he didn't do. Oh. <laughs> oh, water <Jesus>. polo. <laughs> um, but I think it's really funny looking at um, looking at my own and looking at Arthur, because they have the height that I wish I had. They, you know, they're both six four. Um, I'm six two. I wish I had those few extra inches, but. Honestly, bro, I'm more athletic than both of them, you know? Um, not just athletic, but I have a better, like, natural gift for basketball and for, for sports in general than, um, than they both do. Um, I think I'm the only one that actually got my father's jeans, boy. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, uh, for me, mm-hmm. well, I don't. I think I told you this. Um, so apparently, my dad was a crazy football player in college. Yeah. Um. Apparently, my dad is like six, six. Some huge guy. Yeah. My mom was like five three. So my mom is like no height, bro. There's no height there. And then um, out of my family, I think my mom's side, which is the side that I basically grew up with, ain't nobody athletic there, bro. Hmm. My grandpa's a carpenter. Boy. My grandma worked at a warehouse. My yeah. mom cleans houses. So I'm the only one that really has, like, those genes, you get me? Yeah. Uh, my sister, my older sister, Gabby, she uh, played volleyball. She did tennis, basketball. I think that was it. I think she did uh, some cross country too, like ropes track or whatever. But um, yeah, I think I would be the only athletic person in my family, bro. And it is kind of crazy how when you really just think about it, you get me? Yeah. Yeah, bro. I honestly wish I was probably like two inches taller. Ooh. It would have been over. Give me two inches, Greg. That's what I'm saying. Just two inches. I don't, I don't want it at Burke. I just need it in height. Facts. Bro, and you know it sucks because I've man, just I know you're dealing with this problem right now, but uh, I don't mean to call you out on it, but um, when I when we were both in Miami, bro, I could not get past 181 pounds to save my life. No matter how much I ate, no matter how much I worked out, I just could not get past um. 181 no matter how much uh um heavy lifting i did for mass just couldn't do it but um now i'm 260 i'm still grabbing rim and i want to get back down to 181 you know um but realistically i want to get back down to about 215 220 but pure muscle but i think bro to to know that you know, I'm, I'm still, I still have a first step. I still can sh- uh, change directions. I can still, I can't, I'm not going to say I'm super fast. Uh, uh, Lord knows my belly weighs me down. It's like a third leg. Uh, um, but definitely um, to know that I still have su- such athleticism to be able to still do what I do. Uh, kind of like bone collector. Um, from from and one, I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah. with him. Yeah, I know he's told every crossover, right? Yeah, you know, but he could he could do a few things um out there on the court. So me being able to do that, and I could I could actually if I was in the field uh, running um when when I was younger, I I never played uh, organized football, but I always played. You know, I get the guys together, go to the park, or even playing playing in the streets. I was always I was always either wide receiver or um, quarter, uh, quarterback, and I've always had excellent aim, always had um, great timing, um, always had I've always had a really good vertical, um, not like a Vince Carter vertical, but I've always had a really good vertical, and um, you know I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what I can do. Uh, when I get down to the weight that I want to get to and the body type that I want to, just uh, just looking forward to it for myself, man. I mean, honestly, for me, bro, is I'm trying to gain weight. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there was a time we weren't talking. I maxed out at like 189, 188. Yeah. I was fat, boy. It was all fat. <laughs> right? There was no muscle gain, boy. Right? Yeah. And um, I mean, I've always been real athletic, bro. Um, I played in um, high school. Before I tore my ACL, mm. uh, bro, I was athletic, bro. And um, I think as of right now, I'm real light, so I'm able to do uh, certain things that I couldn't do before when I was a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. But, um, bro, I mean, I know you've seen it. I've had spurts of athleticism, like insane athleticism out of nowhere. Yeah. I remember one time we went to LA, and like the day before, we went, we put in like three hours of work, and I couldn't even barely touch rim. Also, we went to LA and I was over there doing freaking baby windmills and, and tomahawks and yeah. So like, um, for me, bro, I'm trying to gain the weight you're losing, right? So mm-hmm. we could make a trade some way, somehow. I'm down if you're down, you get me. But um, 
Yeah, man. Um, I think from for us, it was the before we moved away from each other. Yeah. It was just the amount of workouts that we do together. You get me? Eighteen hour days, bro. Bro, we would wake up, eat breakfast, meet up, go home. Then we'll leave Burger King, McDonald's, uh, whatever was there, Checkers. I didn't say we was healthy back then either, you know? Subway, yeah. everything. And we used to go right back into another, another like eight hours, you know? Yeah. And after that, then, um, we had the post meal, which was freaking Subway every night, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those days, man. And then, um, I mean, for me, it's like I just want to gain the muscle. Uh, I still feel like that's for me to make it like playing basketball overseas yeah but I definitely feel like you know it's possible yeah I was um I was watching I can't remember which game it might have been ooh might have been the Warriors game or the Nuggets versus Blazers one of them um and I was listening to the commentary and they were saying that there was a 28 year old rookie um, and I'm thinking about like Brad Wanamaker. He came in when he was 28. Uh, Andre Ingram came in when he was like 31. Uh, there's a lot of players that come in really late, and you know they get a good five, six years if they're lucky out of the out of a career. Um, and I look at you know people that we that we know like KB. Uh, he's getting up there in age, um, but he's still. Bro, he still works out every day. He still does nothing but look for combines and opportunities to go pro and fucking um he's really trying to keep you know, try to keep that dream alive. Uh two kids and all, still trying to keep that dream alive. So, you know, he's got about six or seven years on you. So um I know that that should be some inspiration for you. Somebody like you know, KB is still pushing it. You should definitely still be pushing, regardless of what the heck you're going through right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, up to me, I think I definitely could do it. Um, the only problem with me right now is I'm, I have a lack of motivation. Yeah. Towards it, not like um, like I don't want to play basketball. I, mean, I don't feel like playing basketball. It's more like uh, to get up and do it. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Like. <sighs> It's so easy just to be home. You yeah. know, I do have a kid, I do have my wife or whatever that, you know, that I do want to spend time with. But the thing is, I want to I want to do something that I want to do for a living. I don't want to be doing my current job. You get me? Yeah. And I definitely feel like I can do it. It's just I lack the motivation to just get up and do it. Yeah. Right, I'm trying to be like Shia LaBeouf on that one thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he was screaming, I do it for three minutes straight, right? Yeah, I do it. I do it. Mm-hmm. All that, boy. Yeah, I definitely I feel like it's a lack of motivation. Um, if you want me to be real, it probably goes back to uh, my pastimes. No. Oof, I am 22 years old, but my pastimes, all right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, I feel like I can do it. Um, I do see people, I do see people like KB. Um, I don't remember you remember in LA Fitness, it was this like six foot nine, six foot ten guy. Like 34, and he's like, I just want to play in the NBA one day. And he's always in those combines with John Wall and stuff. Yeah, 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 I do remember. Yeah, bro. So I, I, I do see people like that as motivation. It's like, I don't know, I like personal motivation. Yeah. I feel like it's real easy to be like, yeah, I could do what KB doing. But to actually, like, get the meal preps, because that's what I need, bro. I got to go the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to get the meal preps, to get the workouts in, to put up the shots, and then still find time to do whatever I need to do. It's, it's just, it's it's frustrating, you know? Yeah. Well, um, tell me, tell me about, uh, how you guys started in basketball, man. Tell me about, you know, your, your athletic childhood. Oh, my athletic childhood. Um, well, I was, uh, I was with my mom. <laughs> That's who I was born to the way. That's where I came to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with my mom. Uh, I never really met my dad. I think he cleared it like, when I was, like, one or two or something like that. 
Yeah, um, I spent a few years with my mom, probably till like I was about like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, or something around there, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's so blurry, I don't even remember. Ooh. Um, I went to my grandparents' crib. Uh, when I was in elementary, I always liked basketball. I wasn't good at it, but I always liked it. Yeah. <laughs> we used to play uh, the P the PE coach used to have us. Uh, you remember that? It's called Four Corners. Yes, 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 I do. And you would have to make a layup or a bu- any type of bucket, and then you'll go and if you win and you get all four corners, you basically won. Yeah. Uh, bro, I would always lose that, and then one day I finally won it, and then that's where the love came up. And um, from there, I uh, went to middle uh, elementary. I liked it. Middle school, I started actually like trying to play. Yeah. Um, I would literally skip, like. I would literally hide from my parents, my grandparents, because that's, you know, uh, there was a situation with my mom that I I'm not really going to bring up. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that she couldn't take care of me basically no more. Mm-hmm. And I had to go live with my grandparents. She signed my rights over. I, Bill Jason's boy, she signed them over to my grandparents. Oof. Um, so my grandparents were real big on uh, church and stuff. Um, which, you know, I respect our religion. Or whatever that's you know that's what they want to do that's what they want to do whatever i'm not gonna talk about it too much but uh they would always tell me like i'd be like yo i want to play basketball and straight up they'll be like you know how many black people are gonna play basketball you know how many um people are trying to make it you're not gonna make it you get me mm-hmm. keep in mind while that's happening my my sister's over here playing tennis playing basketball uh playing um the things I said earlier, I don't even want to mention it. It bothers me sometimes. But, um, yeah, bro, I would have to, like, after school, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm tutoring. And I'm over there in the football team. I'm over there playing on the volleyball team, on the basketball team, just trying to make something work. You get me? Yeah. And it sucked, bro, because I didn't have the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, when someone's supposed to be there for you? Uh, one of those words. Oh, yes. Jesus, we were just talking about it earlier. That's crazy. Anyways, um. Support? Support, yeah. I never had the support I wanted or any support at all. Um, I would literally have to tell my grandparents, hey, um, I have tutoring tonight. And I'd go to a game. You know what's crazy? Uh, what's up? We could never write a book. No, no, there's no way. We would never get the words right, right? We'd be like a lack of parenting over people. (laughs) But, no, bro, honestly, um, yeah, I had to just make it work, make it happen. I would have to sneak out the house to go play at Pepper Park down the street. Yeah. Give me all that. And then um, that's when I went to my mom's. And my mom was like, oh, if you want to play basketball, play basketball. I ain't never seen none of my family members at no games, all right? Yeah. I'm talking about I'd walk to the games, all right? Oof. They didn't even give me the ride over there. Um, I played probably like 300 and some games in my uh, premature career. Yeah. And nobody came to one. Mm. Not one family member. I told them about it. Nothing. Bro, I graduated and no one, no one believed that I graduated. <laughs> You're still a high school dropout, aren't you? Uh, yes, to their eyes. Um, and then it's crazy because I actually, um, you know, I was a, I was pretty good in high school. Um, I tore my ACL. My mom was like, oh, I told you to stop playing with them. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. She didn't know I was in a game and I tore my ACL. Ugh. She thought I was uh, playing my park on 2K, right? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, bro, it's crazy. It's really crazy when you think about it. Um, I got the I got a D one scholarship, basically thanks to you. Ain't nobody else was there for me, alright? Facts. I got a D one scholarship. You know, we had a little problems or whatever, so we stopped talking for a while. But you really, honestly, you really took me to that level where I got the scholarship. Yeah. Um, I played there for a year. I came back. I couldn't like do it anymore because yeah. it was just the amount of money wasn't there. I came back, and my mom thought I went and disappeared. And I bought her a shirt that said FAU mom. And I remember that thing because I went back to my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. 
Because my mom thought I was some high school dropout that just went to go hang out with friends. Oh. Went to my grandparents' house. She's like, my grandparents like, oh, where were you? I was like, I'm in college. No one believed me. <laughs> I played basketball. Keep in mind, I averaged like 16 points per game. Three, like, probably like three, four rebounds and um, I think four or five assists, bro. Mm-hmm. No one knew I went to college to go play ball. Not that they asked or anything. Oh, I came back and they were like, where have you been? I told you to stop hanging out with your friends. I told you this. I told you that. And I'm, keep in mind, I brought back a shirt that said FAU mom. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's, that's And I gave it to her. And she was like, what do you give me this for? You're, this is another way to hide it? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that's yeah bro. And that's basically my whole little life story about basketball, bro. Mm-hmm. And it was just a love that I found that I had to uh, basically build from the ground up. And then I met other people to actually put the, the blocks that would pave me in a road of almost success. You know what I mean? That was a very metaphorical English. Thank you, buddy. Let me write a book, all right? <laughs> um, let you write a haiku. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, I definitely hear you on that, man. And, uh, man, not even getting into Samaj. <laughs> oh, don't even bring him up, all right? We don't even want to talk about them days. Oh, man. But, uh, really trying to make it, all right? <laughs> Actually, you know what? You should hey, you should bring up that story, dog. Uh, okay, if you say Let's so. talk about it. I need to know what, what happened with this man, Samaj, all right? Samaj, so... Look, mobster, con artist, all of <laughs> you, all right? Uh, Scarface himself. Look, the broke version of Rick Fox, all right? Uh. That's who this man was, right? Yes, and about six inches shorter. Mm-hmm. If not more than... No, he was 5'10", so maybe like eight or nine inches shorter. Jesus, that's a small person. Yeah. Um, so, Samaj was our coach, technically. Um, I met him, known him for quite some time, maybe a year or so, and he... Uh, this is back when I was about 17, 18. And um, he told me about this, this, and that coaching job that he did and how he's this guy's trainer, that guy's trainer. And I met some of his players. So him being a trainer was uh, a little legit. So I, uh, I was working for the city of Miami. Uh, that's a oh. whole other story in itself. But I was working for the city of Miami. <laughs> Oh, bro, everything segues into another thing, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, everything um, just works its way up to some bull. Yeah, so I was out there um, working, and um, I had just finished not playing in any AAU games, even though I was on the team. Um, and then uh, afterwards, uh, the recreation supervisor was looking for just a basketball program to start for people my age. So I was able to get some guys from school and some guys from the AAU team that I was supposed to be on. And he said, okay, you guys are gonna need a coach. So I talked to this guy, Samash. Uh, he's he's told me all these stories about, oh, um, I played in an all-star game against Jason Kidd and I was MVP. I went to Georgetown and played against Allen Iverson in practice. I played for UM. All these, all these fanciful dreams. Um, so he gets started. You know, I grabbed you, of course, Jason. We get started, and this guy. The first thing this guy talks about is the money. It's the first thing, and it's always the last thing. Um, it was fifty dollars. It was a hundred dollars to join, and then fifty dollars a week per player. So, mind you, we're all, um, all of my guys that I brought over were seniors in high school, or just not too well off in their own right, and you know, fifty dollars a week 
was a little steep for them. Um, so, so, keep in mind, these people are from North Miami. Uh, North Miami has never been known for uh, the money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we we find a way to, to figure it out. And we go to, we, we have practice where literally the whole practice, and he, he brought two of his, two of the kids he was training to. The whole practice would be, you guys need to be more like Chris, who was his player. Uh, or you guys need to be more like Dave, who was his other player. You guys need to be more like him and more like Chris, more like Dave, more like Chris, more like Dave. And, hey, um, that man's favorite word was you need to get the tenacity. The like tenacity. Guys, right? All right, that was that man's favorite word. Yeah, and it, it was. It sucks because we never did anything other than three man weaves. When I say that we didn't even finish with our left hand, because if we did, we would have to run laps. I mean, we didn't even finish with our left hand because if we did, we would have to run laps. So, um, there was days where they would be like, "Why would you do left hand if y'all could barely even get it right with the right?" Yeah. Keep in mind, we're all right-handed. We're all touching backboard with our right hand. Like, Jesus. Yeah, you and you and Reggie were dunking instead of doing layups, and it's like, why why can't we use? Could even dribble with our left hands. Um, if the ball was on the left side of the court, we just had to pass it back over because we weren't allowed to dribble with our left hands. Yeah, man. It was. It was bad. We didn't practice any dribble moves into pull-ups. We didn't practice any plays. We didn't practice anything. We did defensive slides and three-man weave every day, all day. And then uh, we ran really awkward scrimmages where he made, like, substitutions for no reason. <laughs> you were always on the bench, Jason. You Bro, I was legit <laughs> top three players on that team, and I was always a substitute. And it's crazy because um, I know you're the one that wants to talk about it, but I'm going to say it first, all right? <laughs> there was one day, bro, we did a scrimmage. Keep in mind, me and Greg, we're players that will drop 20. Uh, Greg's the type that will drop. He's cool with dropping, you know, less than 18, less than 20, as long as that man got 25 assists, all right? <laughs> but um, I'm a scorer, bro. I like to score. So I was mad. Uh, I was talking to Greg before. I was hot. Because I was like, yo, this man always has me, like, on the second hand. He always he always said Chris was better. Always. He's like, Chris has the handle more. Chris could shoot better. Chris could see people uh, cutting open better and everything, right? Play defense. Defense. Everything. Which, you know, I'm not really... Not too found on the defensive side. But, um... Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's what Ed says. Um... <laughs> yeah, so then there was a day we did the scrimmage. I think that was literally the last day... Well, we came to the realization that this man is yeah um, straight up a piece of shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, this man is not here. He's here for the money. He's not here to make anybody better. Mm-hmm. He's not here for none of that. Um, so we played the scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first time he ever started me in a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Me and Greg. He had Greg at point guard, uh, me and shooting guard. No one cares about the rest of the names. Yeah. Uh, we did have a center that thought he was a point guard. Yes, Gianni. All right, yes. He'll, he'll sham guard into his foot, right? And then we'll <laughs> play defense without a bounce, okay? Oh. That man uh, was dunking air balls and barely touching net at seven feet, all right? Um, so we did the scrimmage, right? Me and Greg are killing them. When I say killing, killing them, like... They'd come down and miss 45 shots, and we're over there making 45 shots, all right? Yeah. We're killing them. Greg was diming. Greg had dimer on Hall of Fame, all right? Um, I was on a, I was on a, I was microwave, bro. I was literally running to the three-point line, faking right and going towards out of bounds left, and was making the shots. And he literally stopped the scrimmage and said, Yo, Jason, that's not a that's not a game three. Or like, bro, it was horrible. It was like, we killed them. We killed them. I think that scrimmage we had twenty points apiece. Yep. Like I had, I probably had like five assists. Greg had like 10, 11. All the killing rebounds. them, bro. Killing them. Keep in mind, he gave us the shitty players too. He didn't even give us the good players. 
Man was giving us four rounders, all right? Yes. We picked them up from Pepper, okay? They're basically. <laughs> but it's insane, bro. And he would literally stop discriminating and be like, Jason, that's not, a, that's not a smart shot. Or there's not this, there's not that. And then I remember he subbed, it, he subbed Greg out in that scrimmage. And then he was basically talking shit about me with Greg. With Greg, boy, he was talking shit too. Nah, but um, he was basically saying, "Look, what's Jason doing? What's this? What's that? You get me?" Yeah. Why? Why? Doesn't he understand? Doesn't he look at how Chris does? Doesn't he? That's not what we practice. And, and I'm gonna be honest. I told him, I was like, hey, listen, I, I hear you, bro. What you gonna do when he he gets in the game? He drops thirty, and he's doing all of these things you're telling him not to do, and it's working. What are you gonna do? Yeah, man. But that's my side of it. Greg's going to tell you his side of it. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. You know, you when you when whenever you have, like, your best friend on the team with you, the last thing you want to do is not be in the game at the same time. Um, so, you know, whenever we had our scrimmages um, and Jason would be on the bench, it was always... It's always annoying because it's like you're giving me players, you give you're switching it up, and I'm cool with that. That's that's not an issue for me. But you're letting Chris and Dave play together. You're letting um, you're letting the twin brothers play together. Um, and you're 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 giving me people who don't understand the offense. And then on the other side, you're giving you're telling me that those players are supposed to be better, but they're not running the offense at all either. I. I get in, you know, I get in the game, my, my goal is not to drop 50, my goal is not to get 100 assists, my goal is not to outperform anybody in that way, shape, or form. My goal is to run an offense that everybody can work in. That's been my, my goal from I learned how to play basketball till now. Um, get an offense that everybody can work in. So when I get on the court, if that means I have to be the one facilitating, that's fine. If that means I got to be the one setting speeds, whatever, that's fine. But that's what I was doing. I was doing that, and I was making I was making something out of nothing, basically. And when Jason, bro, when you got on the court, bro, it was so much easier because I didn't have to worry about people who didn't have. I think that's what killed us. So a lot of the players that we played with didn't have any formal training beforehand. So a lot of the left hand finishing. Um, knowing when to stop for a floater, being comfortable taking the mid-range, um, having solid mechanics for a three, um, all of that stuff. I think that they didn't have no. that within themselves. Also, uh -huh. also, it was like a thing where each player wanted was the star player. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing. Like, all that you said and then the thing where they were so stupid that they were like, I'm the star player. Yeah. Which, Jesus. <laughs> Yo. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm a star. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a coach that didn't, that instead of, you know, working with us one by one, I, bro, I always say the first practice, you should have everybody do whatever, but you should take time to talk to your players. Be like, one by one, just let them know, hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is what we're going for. I need you to be in with me on this. Um, but he didn't do that. He just first practice was all right. Fifty dollars to Chris's GoFundMe. Boy, that's wild. <laughs> that's pretty much all it was, bro. To to Chris's GoFundMe and then fifty dollars for him to get another Porsche. Mm. But um. But yeah, so. You know, Jason come in the game, Jason knows when to shoot. Uh, he knows when not to shoot, and he still shoots, but he he knows when Hey, look, there's a hand in my face that shot even wetter, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I play with defense on me, all right, Greg? Yeah, for some reason, the hand in the face actually makes the net drip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it was always much better playing with Jason. Um, he understood how to move around screens. How to set screens? He understood when to cut. Um, all of the things that we needed from every other player to do as well. Um, he did it. So 
I always got upset when he would put Jason on the bench and then he'd be upset at me for not running the offense and I'm like, ah, no matter what I do, you're the coach. I'm a better trainer than you, obviously, and I'm obviously a better coach by the way you're doing this, but no matter what I do, you're still the coach. So I need you to hold yourself accountable and actually provide some guidance instead of saying, look at Chris, look at Dave. I'm sitting here in front of Chris and Dave. I'm crossing them up. Um, I'm making my shots on them. Um, I'm I'm doing everything right. I'm, I've never been a great defender, but I've, I'm an okay defender. So, you know, I'm doing my best to lock them down, coming around screens and whatnot. Um, and when Jason gets on the court, my goodness, uh, it's, it's a wrap because you can focus on me if I'm by myself, but... You know, you can't really. You can try. You can try and focus on us both, but it's not really going to work out that well. Well, and then I mean, I understand. Maybe it's a little biased from our side because we do have like how many years together of freaking chemistry. Like our first yeah. game was chemistry off rip. You get me? Yeah. I'm a scorer. You're a pass first. You get me? Like it was yeah. just. Yeah, and it, it might be a little bit biased for the you know for the other guys, but at the same time, it's like. If there's a team and you got Shaq and Kobe on the team, why the hell you got Derek Fisher shooting 35 shots a team? That doesn't, it doesn't work. You get me? Yeah. Like you would want to run through the two best players you have. But the thing is, he would know, he knows where the best players. Another thing that he did to me, um, he pulled me aside and he talked to me. And I remember Greg was there too. He's like, yo, Greg, Jason, come here. I was like, what's up? What's up, coach? And he was like, look, man, um, Chris is better than you. No. But you just love the game more. So that makes you better than him. <laughs> you have more tenacity. And he was like, I want you to play one-on-one with Chris so maybe he can click. And then at that moment, I think it hit me where I was like, yo, this man really, he, we have a whole team started for him. Mm-hmm. We want to get our dreams and hopes done, and mm-hmm. this was just another opportunity for Chris. Basically, really for Chris, I don't give a damn about Dave. All right, it was Chris. Chris is, I, that's my rival on two K. Okay. Yes. Hated that man with a passion. You're he was Jackson trash. Ellis. He was trash in some way, somehow. He was supposed, supposedly way better than me. Yep. We played that one on one. We played three games. He beat me the first game. I'm not gonna cap. The last two murked him. I did not care. I murked him. Murked him. And then Samar snapped on Chris. Hey, you see, you got to do better. You got to do better. And him and Chris was like, yeah, but he's not better than me. And Samar's like, I know he's not better than you, but he beat you. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm over here paying this man money. Yep. For him to tell me I'm trash and to put me on the bench. And I just whooped his best player, uh, quotation marks in the air. Yeah. So, I mean... Bro, honestly, man, I remember it. And we used to do the practices, and me and Greg would get the practices down with. Oh, yeah. That man practice was us in elementary, all right? Yeah. Me and Greg was doing that for years. And it just sucked because I felt like, um, I felt like this man was really taking my money and was not using me the right way. Like... I understand, you know, yeah, we're best, me and Greg are basically best friends, you get me? Yeah. But there's a point where, like, yo, Jason's on your bench, and I'm not even six man. Like, I understand maybe I'm on the bench, and you will, you feel me, drop the 23 off some chill, but no, I'm not even six man. I'm, like, the third option on the bench. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, bro, I think me and Greg came to the realization that, yo, this man is trash. This man is not... Not what we need. Nope. And we basically lost money because then we asked for our money back and he said, Look, man, we gotta give you $50 back because, you know, uh, I already spent this much time with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, trash. That man is trash, right? Yeah, it's. it's... And, it, you know, um, I talked to the guys that were on the team a little bit later on and. They all told me that uh, he, what he did was um, he charged them the $50 a week still, 
Um, and then on top of that, they had to pay in order to play. Which is like... Man was, that man's training was... Uh, keep in mind, what you said, bro? What was his training? Uh, Three-man weave, only right-hand layups, and then defensive flights. That was it. That was it. I think the only thing he actually taught us was actually to do a proper pick. Yes. Yes. He taught us what we already knew. Yes. For $50 um, a week. Yes. And I remember um, one of my guys, Sydney. He went to go play with uh, Samaj, and mind you, Sydney played in high school, if I'm not mistaken. He played in high school. Um, and he played in middle school, too. I went to middle school with him. Yeah, Sydney, Sydney did play in middle school, too. He, bro, he was a great point guard. He had, he's very athletic, very quick. Uh, he never did too much. He had a handle. He had a nice mid-range jumper. Sometimes he could knock down a three. Um, he could always finish with either hand. He always that man was Dennis Schroeder. That's who that man was, Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I, I think he's better than Dennis Schroeder, personally. Oof. Um, hold on one second. Yeah, um, I, yeah I think he's better than Dennis Schroeder. Um, in high school, we called him Chris Paul, personally. Um, but he... He was definitely, uh, he's a better passer than Dennis Schroeder would be at that level. So I got to give him, and I think he's more athletic than Dennis Schroeder would be. So, but he he spent a, a couple of months playing with Samaj, came back and was unable to even make a left hand layup. He said he, he said he couldn't even dribble with his left hand. It was ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're going to pause right here. Um, this is going to be continued on the second episode of this podcast. <laughs>